Hey, and welcome to Heat's weekly showbiz podcast, uh, where a random group of us from Heat get together and discuss the showbiz stories that we are absolutely obsessed with this week. It comes out weekly, guess what, every Friday. For more celebrity gossip, the magazine is out now, Heat Radio is on 24-7, and you can go to heatworld.com for breaking news. So I kind of almost want to duck out at this point because the first story that we're going to discuss that we're obsessed with this week is Love Island, which as you all know if you've been listening to the podcast, me, Joe Parkinson, by the way, I'm here with Lucy Ford and James Barr. Hello. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I don't watch Love Island. Well, that's a good thing like, because yeah. I do. And Joe, what were you watching like last night? Someone. I was okay. So while you guys were binging on Love Island, wasting your lives away, I was watching a very educational program on BBC Two about the white rhino being hunted to absolute extinction, and it was very interesting. That is sad. That's very sad. But let's not talk about that here. What's sad? The rhino being extinct. The rhino, or yeah. Watching a documentary. No, about no. Rhinos. The rhino being extinct yeah. is sad. But that's not this podcast. Do that's you know a different what's one. Sad? What? The injustice of Camilla in love. Yes, so true. <laughs> oh my God. So, Lucy, I cannot believe that Johnny and Camilla are no more. This is too much. So, full disclosure, we're recording this on the Thursday. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? Love Island changes so quickly that by the time this comes out, they might already be married. Who knows? But from the time of recording, Johnny and Camilla, hashtag Jamila, are no more. Ugh. And... Oh my gosh, I cried watching it. I I sat in my room and cried when Camilla cried. It's so emotional though, isn't it? And they play like heartbreaking songs in the background. Yeah, they played like the song from the end of Fast and Furious 7. They are basically playing my 3am, I'm on my own in my bedroom eating chicken nuggets playlist. That's what's going on. And it's heartbreaking. Johnny and Camilla, who were the people's favourites, people's prince and princess, broke up because Johnny started fancying Tyler. Oh. He's gone from hero to full zero. Yeah, yeah it's actually really, it's genuinely breaking my heart. I also feel like Camilla really wanted to be with him, but just wasn't ready to be vulnerable yet. Yeah. Because it's actually quite quite scary, and she's very real, and quite a lot of the skanks on, on Love Island are not Camilla. Like, she's perfect, and she I feel like she just, she probably really likes him, but isn't quite willing to have sex on tv or which like open up it's hard yeah like it's hard to be open in 2017 with people because you don't i mean i've as i said i don't know but i i have watched glimpses of glimpses of it and it's obvious these people have just lived their lives wanting to be a reality tv star they want absolutely yeah line they want to advertise teeth whitening on completely you really saw it this week you don't even have to watch a lot of it because it's like a carbon copy of big brother x on the beach you get those cookie cutter cutouts of that's like the girl that's kind of snaky and the boy who just is like a gym head and whatever this is why camilla's so great because we're so used to seeing people just like jump into bed with people and like put their heart on their sleeve from the start because they want viewers to be on their side but camilla's just like no i'm gonna play it like a normal human in the outside world and Johnny's off yeah and not necessarily tell her feelings from the off because she doesn't know if she trusts him which she shouldn't have because he was a snake and I wouldn't trust anyone on that show no so basically the reason I love Camilla so much because last night uh, Wednesday night was the first time that she'd kind of admitted that she liked Johnny or that she thought it was going somewhere and it happened after he told her that he wanted to get with Tyler and they'd kind of officially broken up and she was crying to Gabby and that's the first time that she'd kind of said it. And then, but the best thing is, so she was like, oh, I really like him and I'm really sad and I'm really upset. But then when she talked to him, she was like, 
I want you to be happy. And if that's not with me, then that's fine. Oh, and God. he's like, I have a vested interest in you being happy. I'm crying. Because I care about you. Stop oh it. Oh my God, I'm no. crying. Just Stop it. This is so oh sad. My God. Oh my God. I'm, I'm actually crying. <laughs> my eyes are watering. It's so what sad. I have got major FOMO. When I hear that Liam Gallagher doesn't come to do interviews at Glastonbury because he's in his trailer watching Love Island... It's just like this show has taken over. It has oh, taken it's so over. awful. I want Prince Harry to just show up in his helicopter and get her out of there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. save Camilla. Rescue her, Harry. Rescue her from the snake. She'll be the big star. Yeah. Oh, for because sure. Actually, she's, a, she's a contender to win. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. know if she will. No, I've got to be honest. Holly Willoughby out, Camilla in, yes. everywhere. Her <laughs> I just want her presenting everything. She needs to be presenting like Country File or yes. something. Just everything. Yeah. Antiques Roadshow. The news. <laughs> Hugh Edwards out. Camilla in. She's genuinely lovely, Joe. I feel like you need to invest at least like five oh, hours no. of your week I to Camilla. I keep thinking of watching it and it's on. And then there's this program on the White Rhino. And I'm like, nah, do you know what? I'm going to fulfill my life with that. Can I ask I... a question before we just move on about cool. Camilla? So obviously a couple wins Love Island. Yes. Can we petition... Can we set up a number 10 petition so that Camilla can win as a singleton? Because singletons need respect. Exactly. So what I was hoping last night was that Caroline made a surprise entrance into the villa to eliminate someone. And I just wanted her to eliminate everyone except Camilla because no one else is worthy of the title. I wanted everyone to be out, <laughs> Camilla to be in the villa and just enjoy yes. herself and have a nice holiday on her own for the next four weeks. I do like the idea of actually celebrating the singleton because this is not giving a good message across to anyone who's single that you have to be in a couple. To exactly. Camilla was like... Like, she didn't want to get with him straight away. She definitely wasn't going to sleep with him straight away. I think there's something nice about, you know, because I just think that every single reality show has the same format. Like, exactly. Hot and what's girl it? meets hot boy, yeah. they get off in about two seconds and then they jump into bed together that night. The, and I think it's yeah. really nice to be like, actually, no, I don't want to sleep with you in the first minute that I've met you, especially if there's 68 cameras on you. Right. Well, that's the heat campaign. We've launched it. There was one point last night where. Camilla was crying to Montana, but then she didn't want to seem like she was crying because everyone could see her. So Montana was like, oh, shall we just pretend that we're laughing? And then they just went like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, And God. then started fake laughing because girls have got each other's backs. Well, there will be um, a national treasure position to fill soon if Camilla wants to step in because it does seem like Adele will be leaving us again. I can't believe it, but actually I kind of knew it was going to happen. I would love if Camilla started like, playing at Wembley yes I'd buy a ticket <laughs> yeah, first ticket sold so Adele's playing Wembley this week which is the final leg of her massive uh, stadium tour that she's been doing and she announced on stage again I think she did this in New Zealand didn't she that this is probably the last time you'll see me guys because I'm I'm finishing now to become a full-time mum and I can't effing wait um She's, she's still going to make music, but she probably won't tour again. It's really funny because I don't know why this is such a big surprise to everybody. She <laughs> because, hates touring. Yeah, she's said it many times yeah. and clearly she was just getting it all out in one go so she could be done. Um, my tickets arrived and, and they literally say the finale in big text. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this is it. Like I, I, I kind of knew that, which is why I bought the tickets um, because I just thought I'm never going to get an opportunity to see her. I know, for, I've never it, seen her. If not again, like for a very long time. Yeah, she said on Instagram, she wrote, she wrote a letter to her fans and it said, it was important for my final four shows to be in London because it's my hometown. Saying goodbye it definitely sounds like a, a sign-off. and it's, but I mean, again, she's only 27. 
yeah. which makes me sad. It's crazy. Um, so you don't know when she's, you know, in five years' time, she might be like, oh, actually, I kind of want to go out and have people screaming my songs at me. I feel like she's going to wait till she's like 40. I think she's going to become a mum. She's going to do the shopping. I think she'll get pregnant again very, very quickly. I yeah, do. I do too. I think she will just completely shut off. There won't be a tweet for years. She's, this is not an Ed Sheeran. This is not a, no. I'm having a year off. I'm not, I'm not going to be back. You won't get any music from me. I'm going traveling. This is a, I am going to be a mum, have a normal life. And then I reckon in like 10, 15 years, maybe she'll go, let's write a new album. Why not? She's kind of an old school musician who just wants to focus on the music. And she says she does the touring for the fans because obviously fans want to see her live and the fans is where she, why she's where she is now. But she just wants to make music and probably doesn't want the kind of promotion and the stress and the tiredness that comes with doing a massive world tour. She has been on tour for 15 months or something. Yeah, crazy it's insane, like isn't it? That is an insane amount of time to not even be at home. But it's interesting though, because if you ask most artists, they'll say their favourite thing about doing what they do is playing live mm. and being on the stage in front of all the fans and hearing them sing the songs and feeling the atmosphere so it's I just find it interesting that she actually doesn't enjoy that side of it but I guess there is huge pressure that comes with doing those huge huge shows and that's where some artists go off the rails because they can't ever match that high of being on the stage and when they come off stage Robbie said it didn't he? he he hit a huge low and that's when he started doing loads of drugs to try and recreate the high that he was feeling on the stage she is a singer on her own you sometimes find like bands like playing together because they've got this unit and they can kind of bounce off each other but Adele is so vulnerable on her yeah. own like not only is she on her own but her songs are quite vulnerable to open up your heart like that every single night and also the Robbie thing. thing is really interesting because I think at that point in his life he probably was alone like he didn't have a kid and whereas, whereas Adele has a family, she has that somewhere else. So Robbie perhaps would have been drawing all of his attention and validation and love from his fans. That's then gone. Whereas Adele already has that back at home. She doesn't need to draw that from 60,000 people. And I think she's 60, very aware people. of, you know, she said last night, I think that her husband, she said, thank you so much to my husband for letting me take our son on tour with me. I wouldn't be able to cope otherwise. But she's also very aware of the fact that she's affecting other people's lives, which I think some artists, their egos are so big, they don't think about anyone else. But I think she really does. Oh, Adele, I love you. Believe us. Why we need I you. Tickets? I know. I'm so sad she's leaving we us. We need more Adele's in this world. We need less. <laughs> so what you do know, we Justin think? Bieber's and Divas and yeah. stuff like that. We need someone real. When do you think she'll be back? Should we put bets on? What is the title of the next album if this one was 25? 56. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it will be. I kind of see it like a 45. 30. Because 30, 30 is a big age, isn't it? Mm. When you, you're 30. What about, it has to be 30. I, I reckon I guess. That she will come back for like a Glastonbury headline slot as a surprise or something. Okay, so... that's how she's going to come back. So, Joe, you're saying 30. Lucy, you're saying... So the um, next album will be called 30. I don't know if it'll be 30 because that seems quite soon. Well, that could come out at 33. Like, she oh, wasn't... that's true, actually. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're saying 30. Mm. You're saying... Yeah, I think I'd go 30 as well. No, I'm not. What are you going to go? I'm going to go... 35? I think I'm going to go... Well, okay, so 2017. So she's... What What age is she now? 27. She's 27 now. Uh, uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to air towards 36 or 40. But don't you think oh, she'd wow. want to mark a significant age? No. Not really. I don't think, I think she's, maybe, I get that. 21. That, but that's thinking like a music expert. Yeah. I think Adele. Thinking like a promo team. Yeah, I don't think Adele. <laughs> You've been around be labels too long, Joe. Her promo, her promo team is shit hot because actually they are working with her and the person that she is, little is 
more less is more and they're really making the most of that with her and it's really working it's she's the only artist that does absolutely next to nothing and she's huge bar beyonce but beyonce is massive on social media beyonce at least we've still got beyonce at least we've got yeah for now B. um i think it will be i think it's going to be a 35 36 40 i just can't see her doing anything i think she wants 10 years with her son with her family and and she also said last time she wrote the album that she found it very difficult because she didn't want to write about being a mum and being happy. I think she's been quite open about what does she write about now that she's happy. Because right. All of her songs have been heartbreak albums and, you know, bad relationships. And now she, I mean, obviously no marriage and family life is perfect. But for the most part, there's nothing that interesting about like, I love my son. Right. And if you, you listen know, to like Ed Sheeran's music, he's definitely shifted to being much more like, aware of his audience he's like i've got millions of fans now when he's rapping so and stuff this song for these fans and this yeah i'm gonna do barcelona so and yeah gonna do so galway girl yeah. i don't think adele wants to do that so uh moving from one female solo artist to another are we talking about katie one. perry we are talking about katie perry who is in this very i know room. i'm freaking out about that i'm on a- from someone with zero promotion to someone with all of the promotion all the promotion she could do yeah, so she came in to see us before she did Glastonbury. She did a really cool thing for us, actually. She did yeah. um, an intimate Q&A with fans and a very stripped-back acoustic session. We are sitting where Katie was standing. We are. We- there, she was in that kitchen making herself a cup of tea. She made her own cup of tea? Of course she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she had I, a Fiji water. I was actually um, not pleasantly surprised because I've always been a big Katy Perry fan, but I think it recently... There's been some negative press and, um, you know, some people are saying that she's having her Britney moment. And um, and actually, she has been a bit sort of off the rails in certain interviews and in her live stream. But she was really quite cool and on it and she was brilliant with the fans. I think the fans was the big thing because you, you see her on Ellen. I remember her on Ellen and I remember being quite annoyed by her I was like oh tone it down but I think having fans in front of you probably brings you back down to earth a bit more and it's not even like they were like in the room somewhere they were you know two feet away from her at her eye line because she wasn't even on a stage so I think that kind of makes it a bit more natural because you're talking to someone that actually wants to talk to you rather than cameras We've got some really great clips of Katie to play, um, but did you guys see her Glastonbury performance? Did you did you watch it or flick Obviously. through it? I watched the whole thing with my daughter, who's a massive Katy Perry fan, and, and Lois cracked me up. She said, I love Katy Perry because she's cut her hair and no one likes it, but she doesn't care. And that's oh. what's good about her. And I was like, you're six years old and you've totally understood something. I've never said. That's amazing. No one likes her hair. I have questions about Katy Perry, but I, I thought it was really sad went not sad in a bad way but just like i was sad when i heard her and she was like i didn't know you still like me and it's yeah. like uh what <laughs> there's like thousands of people in front of you and then she sort of said um oh uh am i cool am, am i cool, cool? Yeah. i don't feel cool i don't feel cool oh i feel really cool is my impression good mm. and it's like katie is back in the <laughs> and it's really odd for her to say that but i feel like it's a bit too revealing like i want a vulnerable real pop star but I don't know. I, I feel like she's had a hard time. I feel like she's sort of yeah. been living a bit of a breakdown, maybe. Not a Britney moment, but... She's promoting her breakdown, which I think is... Right. It's strange. It's it feels bit... uncomfortable to me. You want... I think part of the allure of celebrity is that they're people that you can idolise in a way. They're like something other. And then that, that's why we like an Adele, because, you know, she kind of makes you feel like, oh, I could be Adele, or, you know, she's just like someone down the street. But there's still something big about her and untouchable and and kind of like she's a bit of an icon but seeing someone go to therapy you're a bit like oh no 
you want to see them after. You, I don't want to just see someone breaking down in front of me because it makes you feel guilty. I don't know. Way, I mean, for, I'm not sure. that on them. I don't know if that's what she's doing, but it feels like she's on a journey. Like we're all on a journey in life and that's totally cool. But I think... I just don't, I'm not sure she should have come out. I don't think she's ready yet. I think she needed some time. Plus all that Taylor Swift stuff must have really been hard. Like that's difficult on anybody. Being bullied like to that level, which is effectively what's happened. And, and by the media as well, like jumping on it, like, oh, isn't this saucy and sorry, saucy? Isn't this shady? Like we're all guilty of being like shade, but it's not great. It's not nice. I think she needed a bit more time. But The thing with Katy Perry is in my eyes, she's always been super cool funny and super super cool and actually maybe that coolness has um has been knocked off a little bit because she's become a little bit more real and actually then I'm thinking why am I even criticizing her for that I think someone made a really good point the other day when uh, we're talking the office that Katy Perry has never had to work for her success in in the sense of like she's obviously done the work she's been in the studio but her songs have just been hits every single every single time I kissed a girl came out immediately number one before it even was promoted it just kind of became like a sleeper hit uh, and since then every single song has either done as well or better this is the first time with this album because she's been away for a while and her song for the olympics wasn't that great the last album i also thought was not really there what was her last album? um i can't remember the name of it prism, prism. yeah prism had that some had good moments yeah hang on a minute no good song there were some good songs but it wasn't it didn't also impact as big as the first no, but the yeah. singles off it were huge mm. uh what is the egyptian one Dark Horse. Egyptian Dark one. Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. So it's been, what, four years since she's done an album. She did that song for the Olympics, which I didn't think was that great. Um, this is the first time that she's ever had to work hard for people to care about her. And, put and I would campaign. say that it has not worked. Mm. I don't think her promotion, I think her promotion has been a sense, it's been a sense of like, let's throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. I do also want to say though, because um, if there's some like hardcore Katy Perry fans listening, uh, and I would say that I have always been there for her before the first album she worked very hard like in trying to get her name out and trying to meet oh, people in LA and stuff so she I did work hard I don't, think, I don't think she did I don't think it was like oh, but you're just saying no I know I I'm just, just saying that, like her songs since since, Basically, girl, since she released her first album she's had one away success yeah I agree I agree definitely right here and she said it's kind of weird because I was releasing songs and they would just be going to number one, yeah. selling you know millions of copies. And she even said, is this normal? Does this normally happen? And people around her were like, no, this doesn't normally happen. People have to work very hard for this and put in you know huge campaigns. And, and, that, and that hasn't been something that she's done up until this point. So maybe they haven't got her campaign quite right this time. I uh... still think she's really cool. Oh, she, but she still holds the record as well for like the most singles off one album to hit number one, right? Teenage Dream is the ultimate pop banger. But I think, I mean, this is a whole separate podcast that you could go into, but I feel like even in that four years four-year gap the music industry has changed to a point that was in, you know it's entirely different and I think that's probably part of the reason why her promo has been a little bit scatty because she doesn't have to work on anything that she's known before you know Ed Sheeran can release an album and it can be number one for 15 weeks and every single is in the top 10 Taylor Swift can do nothing and be the most trending artist on social media I just really I feel I'm I feel things quite heavily so I sound really bizarre but I'm really feeling all of that that pressure from the taylor swift camp on on katie and it must be awful and you can kind of hear it on the album and then in her glastonbury set and you can see it like it's it's out there for everyone and it's it must be really difficult for her i mean it must suck to have your bully be more successful than you because i mean taylor swift is more successful than katie perry right every single way katie perry's more followed well 
on Twitter. Um, <laughs> shall we actually hear from Katie? Because we, uh, we were saying she was here, so we thought we'd just ha- have a, li- a few little cuts of what she said for you guys. First of all, on why she cut her hair off. I love it so much. It yeah. feels very free. It feels very summery. Um, and I... I save a lot of time. I save about an hour on my uh, getting ready process. Because I used to have these long manes and extensions and clip-ins and things like that. And it just wasn't just like get up and go. And now I feel like I can get up and go. But I love it. I feel very sexy and um, modern in a way. I can relate to this because I had a blonde, a peroxide blonde pixie cut for a year of my life. And it does cut an hour or two off your routine. And it does, I mean, I didn't feel as sexy and free as Katy Perry because she's a natural goddess, but you know, I felt right. And I think she properly rocks it because there's not many people that can rock hair that short. No. And if you go on to heatworld.com, um, you can see the videos of her singing and the interviews. And actually you can see the camera is on her like all the time around her. And she is beautiful. She is absolutely stunning. And I thought, you know, the, the camera absolutely loves her and her hair. I do remember one time when I was at college, my friend Sophie shaved all her hair off and she just said, it's ruined my fashion. I've had to get rid of my whole entire wardrobe because I just look like a tennis ball head in every single thing I wear. I had to do that. Which is, I think, what's happened to Katie. I realised after I cut all my hair off that I had to dress very girly. Yeah. Otherwise I did look like a boy. Yeah. And I mean, you know this, I dress in like men's clothes all the time and I had to start wearing short dresses and heels and everything just putting way more makeup so much more makeup on Mm -hmm. and you can see that with Katy Perry she's full-on 80s glam at the moment another big thing for Katy Perry we were saying you know her promo is not working whatever but she is now the highest paid female on television or something she's signed as the judge for American Idol next year when it does a reboot and she got something like 25 million dollars just to sign up as a judge that's amazing it is pretty incredible i mean i'm really concerned guys she (laughs) shaved her head gone blonde and she's now going to be a judge on a reality on on like a pat what is it called on a Um, on a talent show uh, is she becoming jesse j (laughs) 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 i'm really worried i'm so worried Um, (laughs) she's morphed we also had to ask her about that and kind of what her you know what her style would be what 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 does 25 million dollars bring in american idol i just want to find a really good musician and a really good singer that comes first and foremost because sometimes they try and do these sob stories first and i'm like i understand it life is hard but if you can't sing then it's not about that i get it but i'm not i'm not there to play the play that game and i'm and i'm there to support them and like hold them if they need to as humans Mm. but if you're trying to be an artist let's go so who's going to be with her? Simon Cowell has to come back, right? Obviously. We knew this from X Factor. It doesn't work without Simon Cowell. It doesn't. Cowell. As much as Gary Barlow was a lovely man, it just didn't work without Simon Cowell. So it's going to be Katie and Simon. Then other rumours are Lionel Richie. I think that would be good. Yeah, he's quite sparky, actually. You know who I'd love to see on something like that is Scooter Bourne. Yeah. Really? Like well, a manager, I, he's, someone who he knows, knows it. the game. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he and plays that game hard. He's discovered Ariana. Yeah, he's very talented, he, but he's probably too now to do that, I think. Mm. And it's too, he's also kind of a bit of a celebrity. So I think he'd yeah, want to keep his like allure. I mean, that's the success of Simon because it's all well and good having singers to say who's a good singer, but you kind of need someone who's like, well, who's actually going to sell? And, you know, Simon Cowell did that amazingly with One Direction. He was like, these guys on their own are nothing together they're everything and they conquered the world. And I don't think anyone else would have seen that necessarily. So you kind of do need a manager's eye and maybe someone a bit more, not relevant than Simon Cowell, but he 
only deals with X Factor in American Idol contestants now, doesn't he? He's not in the game as much as Scooter Braun is. Right. It wouldn't be a good shout. I loved it when they had Nikki and Mariah on it. That was oh, the so feud. funny. And it was just... It was, it was too much. about the judges. <laughs> true. That's yeah, that's time. true. It becomes so about the judges. It's like when it was Sharon Osbourne and... Uh, Danny Minogue. Unbelievable. <laughs> Your favourite clip <laughs> to play on the radio. No, it's just this amazing Connie Huck moment on Extra Factor where she was like, sometimes the judges just, you know, like pick the wrong song. And she's like, unbelievable. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> Massive jokes. I can't believe you remember that. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Um, no, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Katie's going to be any good? So, yeah. Oh, definitely. She's, I do. She will feel everything. Like, she'll feel the contestants, yeah. I think. I think she'll be really good. I'm on the fence. I can't say yet. I don't know. I don't know whether... You know who the fourth judge should be? Who? Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> Bringing it back. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, and then she it would be Nicky Please, no. Please, no. The, the, and times the next two. is Taylor, who are paying 50 million. Oh, oh please, no. No, I think that would send Katie over the edge. I'm not sure. I think that $25 million is an extortionate amount to pay for Katy Perry. I think Katy's great, but I don't know if she's worth $25 million. I don't know if her opinion is that... I don't know. Yeah, Good? definitely it is. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on, I'm willing to. I, I my I'm on the fence. I'm open to it. I just I'm not sure. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out in 2018. See you back here in 2018, guys. There's also another story buzzing about Katy Perry this week, which um, I'm kind of obsessed with. In a that did not happen. So basically, this I is think a classic it's, tabloid yeah, story. That is nothing. Is saying that Katy Perry and Chris Martin hooked up at Glastonbury. Basically because they were hanging out backstage together and they were obviously short of stories. So there's a picture of them two sneaking off backstage. No, they're not. They're just walking next to each other. They held hands, didn't they? Yeah, but he holds hands with everyone. He held hands with Kylie that time. He's a touchy-feely guy. He's a touchy-feely guy. He totally is. He's a tactile man. Yogi bunny. Um, (laughs) That is a funny story. There's also rumours that he snogged Dua Lipa in the VIP. But he's now come out saying that that absolutely did not happen. You yeah. interviewed his girlfriend a yeah. few weeks ago. Annabelle Wallace. They've been going out for a good few years now, right? Well, a year and a bit. A year and a bit since he sort of split from Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, so we Annabelle talked Wallace. to Annabelle Wallace, who was in The Mummy. You know, she said in the interview that she went on holiday to Dubai with her boyfriend, which is obviously Chris Martin. And I said this on the podcast before. My friend worked on The Mummy and they were, you know, holding hands and running around together and very couply. So Such a conscious it, handholder. I feel like if you're going to make up a story, like, make sure the people in it are single. Like... Kind of get your facts together. Yeah. There are any number of single musicians out there. Just pick one of those. I I just thought, yeah, typical tabloid photo, that one. However. You know, though, if we had a picture, that would be on the front page. (laughs) I mean, we're not above tabloid photo, but I just feel like it should have some ground. We should call it out. Also, the next one that I am obsessed with, Brad Pitt and Sienna Miller. But this is one that's been buzzing around for a while. They have been pictured together a lot. They did Mm -hmm. the film. um, Lost City of Z. Lost City of Z together. Um, so the rumour is that um, they were caught kissing at Glastonbury as well in the rabbit hole. What's the rabbit hole? It's just like, um, well, I thought it was like you actually had to crawl through a hole to get into <laughs> it. And it was like this secret club. But apparently it's just a tent in Glastonbury called the rabbit hole where anything goes. Oh, <laughs> Joe's Joe's reliving her life. Yeah. Tell us about it, Joe. That's cool. <laughs> I haven't actually been to Glastonbury, so I don't know too much no, about me it. But... Me neither. Me neither, guys. Sado. We're the journalist <laughs> ever. I will say from meeting Sienna Miller twice, I totally get if you fall in love with her. She's the oh, most she is beautiful, beautiful, charming, funny, funny. cool person ever. Cool. And her I, fashion. I, I've loved her fashion since yeah. day one. She's the person that got me wearing skinny jeans. Obviously a very formative person in my life. (laughs) 
skinny jeans and gladiator sandals. Yes. Oh, oh a look. God. A look of my past. Loved it. Obviously, I did not look I love, like I mean, everything she wears is amazing. I constantly put pictures of her on my Instagram. And you're basically a Sienna Miller stan fan site, aren't you? (laughs) I love her. I love her hair. I love everything about her. And yeah, I think she is definitely Brad's type. And he is her type because she's got a bit of a history with A-list Hollywood stars. What are you saying? Well, Jude Law, (laughs) then Daniel Craig. Um, Why do you think they only go out? I've always wondered this. Why do they only go out with other celebrities? Because I think think it's a world that no one else can really get. But you know what they say about like poking your pen in the office ink, like you shouldn't sleep with people you work with. But yet they all do that. They don't really work together though, do they? They might just show up at parties together, but they're not. I mean, this is why so many co-stars get together and then break up because. When you're on a film with someone, like so she did Layer Cake with Daniel Craig, you're spending enough time with this person and having fun and, you know, seeing them at the Getting off with them. Why would you not get with Jude them? Law with Alfie? Exactly. I think that, I mean, we know this from being on red carpets and, you know, occasionally getting invited to a party. Their world is so different to ours. You know, you go to a junket and there's someone bringing them coffee anytime they want or ordering that, you know, th- they have people on hand in a way that we just would never understand. And I think you have to have someone with that kind of point of reference of what it's like to have you know, photographers in your garden and stuff like that. I'm in the wrong job, guys. I'm going to go and start in. In terms of, you know, levels of um, men and, and, you know, in terms of celebrity that she's been with, Brad Pitt is top. Top draw. I wonder if they're going to go public and wonder what Angelina's going to say. Do you think she'll say something? Mm. I feel like she'll remain. she'll probably do something. Release her, re-release her album. 1989 back on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, maybe. Put all of her movies on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually find it strange when Sienna Miller ended up with Tom Sturridge because I thought he was the least likely person that she would go out with. Yeah. And I thought it was quite cute. And then she had a kid with him. and Marlo. Marlo. Great name. Thing about Sienna Miller, I know we have to wrap up soon because we're kind of waffling, but the I do love about the fact what you see is what you get. She, hasn't, she doesn't seem to be that type of person that has a... Um, a persona for interviews and then her her normal persona. I think she is very real when mm. you meet her. Oh, yeah. I kind of... Really disarming. You know, sometimes, maybe this is going to reveal a bit about myself, but I sometimes get nervous interviewing kind of like yeah. very pretty female actresses because sometimes they can be a bit cold. A bit mean. A bit mean. Yeah. Mean girls Jennifer for girls. Yeah. No way. Oh, you can't you. say that. Are you kidding me? No. But she's such a queen. She's the people's princess. I really, um, I love j I will say I was quite nervous in Fusiana because I was like, oh, it's going to be like at school where I'm just sitting with the pretty girl and whatever. She is the nicest person ever. And like, even if you ask her a question that she doesn't want to answer, she'll say it. Like, she'll answer you in a nice way. She yeah. won't be like a dick to you. I still, I can't believe you shamed J-Law. <laughs> she's the new Ed Sheeran in my life. She's a mean girl. Well, uh, can we talk about what happened? Because I think people want to know. Well, I've, I interviewed her for Hungry. It's kind of common knowledge that she's, she's not that nice. Really? Very nice. She just sort of makes you feel like, yeah, like you're back at school uh, with the pretty popular one. Okay. I'm sad to hear that. She's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. She is. But Sienna Miller maybe is... not a people person. But Yeah, maybe maybe not. See, But Sienna Miller is just perfect, right? Grand perfect. Great. Yeah, I love oh, well, that. I, I, I hope that... On shade. <laughs> I hope that their relationship works out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That would, be, I'm, that would be good I'm for the world. I'm to watch that space. How does that name work? Because Bra- Brangelina was brilliant. What have we got? Brianna. 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 Yeah, I'm, Brianna. I'm here for that. Brianna. Or that's sad. Bad. Sounds sad. a bit... Sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit with Brianna. 
And on that note, let's wrap it up, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. James, thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Um, So this is We're Obsessed With. It's the Heat weekly podcast. It comes out every Friday for more showbiz gossip. The magazine is out now. Heat Radio is on 24-7 and go to heatworld.com for breaking news. See ya. See you later. Bye.